Well, God bless each of you and thank you uh, for just tuning in to our first episode of Think on These Things. I cannot express how excited I am to have this opportunity to share with you and uh, just kind of dive into some very interesting topics. Um, uh, as we move forward, you know, we'll talk about a number of things, but I'm just happy that you've taken uh, time to, to be with us. And um, again, we, we just look forward to all that will uh, take place. We're going to have some special guests. Uh, we're going to have some times of interaction and uh, just sharing together on this platform. So again, uh, thank you for joining. Thank you for your support of the ministry that the Lord has given me. And uh, we just expect great things. As the scripture declares, eyes have not seen, ears have not heard, nor has it entered in heart into the hearts of men the great things that God has in store. And so I do look forward to all that will take place on this platform. So um, as many of you may not know, um, today um, uh, we are preparing to um, funeralize or should I say uh, celebrate the life of a great man of God, a great leader um, in the person of the Bishop Theodore Roosevelt Dunn uh, here in Colorado Springs, Colorado. Um, I know that I initially, um, you know, had prepared to discuss a different topic and to, um, you know, just really have a, a different approach to today's broadcast. But in honor of such a great man of God, I, um, I changed the topic and I just thought that, um, you know, with all that's going on now is, is a great time to just honor the life and the legacy of of this great man and so um just a little about bishop and how our relationship and our our mentorship and um our spiritual father and son relationship uh kind of grew as many of you know my wife and i um we actually lived in colorado we moved there in winter of 2015 into 16. And so my wife was just joining the military and um, wow, as I sit here and I reflect on it, time really, really does go very fast. But my wife was just joining the military. Um, it was our first duty station. And I recall, you know, telling my parents as I was leaving um, Georgia and my church family here, um, you know, that. You know, I didn't know what, what church was going to look like when we got to Colorado. So I was um, very, very nervous. Um, if you know the demographics of Colorado, then you would understand why I was nervous. Um, it was a new place. I was born and raised in the South. Georgia's all I know. And so having to uproot and go to somewhere in the Midwest that I've never been before, didn't have any family there. Um, it was a bit nerve-wracking, and quite, quite honestly, it was uh, an uncomfortable. It was an uncomfortable place, and so um, as I prepared, my wife and I, the Lord blessed us to, um, you know, kind of just get settled in our spirit, and we we were embarking upon a new journey. It was a new adventure for us, and so uh, we packed up our things, and you know, we moved to Colorado. I'll never forget the drive. Um, if you know if you've had a personal conversation with me, you can probably 
remember that story of me driving a budget truck across the country uh, with a 2006 Nissan Altima attached to the back of it. Uh, never driven a vehicle that big before, uh, but it was just a season of new things. And so uh, we journeyed to Colorado and um, when we arrived there, um, you know, we moved in and got settled in. I had previously kind of prepared myself though, um, uh, because I was so afraid of, you know, having to change the way in which I worshiped. I was immature in some areas at that time. Um, but again, I started listening to different forms of music, um, to try and prep myself for the type of worship experience that I thought would be made available in Colorado. And so, um, you know, I started listening to Hillsong and, you know, I started listening to a lot of contemporary gospel music, um, uh, contemporary Christian music rather, and um, just tried to, you know, prep myself for um, what I thought was going to be in Colorado. Um, and quite frankly, um, I, if I would have known then what I knew now, um, you know, it's all about the kingdom. And so it really doesn't matter what type of music you listen to. But um, I just started to kind of prep myself and, um, you know, listening to Matt Redman and Michael Smith and, and just various uh, artists at that time. Um, Chris Tomlin, uh, David Crowder, you know, uh, just individuals that I thought, you know, would would have a worship similar to what I thought would be found in Colorado. So um, I kind of prepped myself for that. The first Sunday that we were in Colorado, I'd never missed a Sunday of church. And so I, um, it was Easter Sunday, I believe. No, 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 excuse me. It wasn't Easter Sunday. The first Sunday that we were there, we didn't go anywhere. Um, I actually watched Apostle Herman Murray on uh, YouTube. And at that time, YouTube was the live stream was just becoming, you know, a bit popular. So uh, people were kind of using that. And, and I watched Full Gospel Holy Temple um, out of Texas and Apostle Herman Murray that Sunday. And I laid in the bed and I said, my goodness, this isn't, this isn't for me. Like I need to be in the presence of the saints. Um, and so that next Sunday, well, that, that following week, rather, I kind of started researching and trying to find some church that I could attend, that we could go to. And so um, as my wife and I were in the commissary one day, uh, a gentleman walked up to us and invited us to a local church. And um, it was really out of my comfort zone, but my wife is Baptist. So, um, you know, she was kind of gung-ho for it. You know, she was like, yeah, sure, let's go. And uh, for me, though, um, I grew up in a holiness Pentecostal church. You know, I'm used to screaming and shouting and people rolling all over the floor and, and you know, just being experiencing the move of the Holy Spirit. And so uh, my wife is more conservative. Anybody that knows Tina knows, you know, that she believes um, in some cases where she used to believe that it doesn't take all that. And so uh, we were on two totally different ends of the spectrum at that juncture. And, um, yeah, so, so my wife, you know, we agreed to go to this ministry and visit this church. And so we got up on Sunday morning and we went and it was Easter Sunday. I'll never forget. 
we went to this ministry and oh my goodness um i won't go into the details but i was just like nope this ain't it so um i talked with sister peterson and i said tina well what did you think about it and and she she agreed and i was like okay so you know kind of wiped my brow then because if she agreed and that was kind of up her alley you know at that time I knew that um you know that we need to find somewhere else so uh after service that Sunday we went back home and I um I just went in prayer and fasting just asking the Lord Father where is it that we need to be where should we go and um after about three days of fasting and praying um the Lord had given me the name Israelite Church, Israelite Church. And so I said, okay, you know, we'll, we'll go and try and find this, this church. And so I went to Google and I tried to look it up. And, um, and this is how I know that this is where we're supposed to be because I couldn't find anything. Like I couldn't find a church. I couldn't find an address. There was nothing there. So I said, all right, um, let me go to Facebook. So I went to Facebook, looked it up, and there was a post um, from about, I believe it was 2014 or so. Might have been earlier than that. But one of the members uh, at that time, Brother Kyrie Johnson, I'll never forget, um, he had posted in this group, um, this Church of God in Christ group. um, And again, this is just a generic Facebook search, but this is what came up. He had posted the name of the church, the pastor, the address, you know, all of that good information, the jurisdiction. And um, after, after you know, finding that post, I kind of wrote the information down. And I didn't know where Security Colorado was. I didn't know that, you know, there were so many little pocket cities in Colorado Springs. But... Um, we eventually, you know, we found the ministry, um, and the Sunday that we went, um, that we, you know, attempted to go to the service, uh, we kind of rode around for a little bit. I couldn't find it. Um, and it was just, now that I look back on it, I don't know how you could miss, miss the building, but I guess we were just in the wrong area, not being familiar with you know, the cities and, and just the areas overall. But anyway, uh, we found the ministry and, um, you know, we, we finally went in and I'll never forget when we pulled up, um, there were these signs that, and they're still on the campus today. Um, there were these flags that said, welcome home. And upon me looking at that, I was like, oh my goodness, you know, um, maybe this is home. And so we, uh, got out and um, Brother Marvin Whitfield was there, Deacon Whitfield, and he, you know, greeted us so warmly and uh, was just very friendly, very, very nice gentleman. And we walked in and uh, the praise team was going forth and they were singing and, you know, um, it was just like, wow, this is where we're supposed to be. And so um, it was what I was accustomed to, so I was already comfortable, but um we went in and uh we we engaged in worship the service was awesome um the praise team <laughs> they were singing to the glory of God and it was just 
it was a wonderful experience. And so um, we stayed through the service and I'll never forget um, in that particular service, Bishop was talking about faith. Uh, Bishop was a faith preacher. He was a faith teacher. Um, that man, oh my goodness, the Lord had given him so much revelation about faith and about um, how to apply faith to our daily lives and how to just believe God. He really, 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 really um, believed in teaching faith. And so, um, you know, just listening to that message um, about faith, I, I didn't realize how deficient I was in my faith. Um, but just hearing that message stirred me. And uh, that particular Sunday, after Bishop finished uh, preaching, he came down and he said, uh, I need to pray for this young man. And he was talking about me. And I'd never seen Bishop since I'd been there go down and actually pray for an individual. Um, and I'll get to that later. But this particular Sunday, um, he pointed at me and I'd never seen this man before. I just, you know, know what I know what I heard the Holy Spirit tell me, went and did, you know, the research and found the church. And here I was. Um, and this particular Sunday, uh, Bishop said, I need to pray for this young man. And so he came down out of the pulpit and there were about four or five elders behind him. Um, and if you know anything about Israelite, they have one of the, in my opinion, one of the top safety intervention or security teams uh, in the state of Colorado. So um, they didn't know me and I didn't know them, uh, but Bishop came down and, um, excuse me, Bishop came down and um, he prayed for me. And at that time, I didn't understand what was taking place uh, in me. I didn't, I didn't realize what, what God was doing in that moment. Uh, but Bishop prayed for me for that, that my faith would be increased. And uh, he prayed a number of other things and he laid his hands on me. And um, uh, from that point on, there was a connection uh, that took place in the spirit. And I believe that was God yoking me up um, with this great man of God in such a way that my life would never be the same. And so... Uh, Bishop prayed for me, and in that moment, uh, again, I, I just felt a stirring in my spirit. And after service, um, I went home, and I just knew that something took place in me, and the Holy Spirit revealed to me what it was later. Uh, and I'm going to share with you what, what it was. And uh, we began there, and... Um, the rest is kind of history. We went back the next Sunday. Well, no, I went back that Friday night because they were having the seven acts of service. And um, I just knew that that's where the Lord would have me to be in that season. And, um, you know, there were some other details as to um, the Lord told Bishop Dunn that I would be there that Sunday. And so uh, in later conversations, I learned that God had already told him that I was coming. And, um, oh, my, just such a powerful powerful man of God, a man in God. And, um, I went back that Friday night. Um, I never forget there was the seven acts of service. 
where they were celebrating um, various auxiliaries. That Sunday, we went back, my wife and I, and uh, Tina was very comfortable. Uh, we didn't have Mariah at that time, but uh, we were very comfortable, and we both decided then and there that this is where the Lord would have us to be. And so during my tenure there, um, the Lord just blessed and, oh, he gave us a family second to none. Uh, and and it was it was a true, true family. That, the, the love that we felt while we were there, um, I can't even begin to articulate it. it. It really had a profound impact upon our lives. But I wanted to just do this first episode in honor of Bishop because... Um, in that moment that I shared with you that he came down and he prayed for me, I thought about uh, Romans chapter 1 uh, where Paul was writing to them in verse 11 and he says, For I long to see you that I may impart unto you some spiritual gift to the end ye may be established. Again, for I long to see you that I may impart unto you some spiritual gift to the end ye may be established. That is, that I may be comforted, verse 12, that I may be comforted together with you by the mutual faith of you and me. And so in that that moment, I didn't understand at that time, but the Holy Spirit later revealed to me that Bishop Dunn, at that point wherein he laid his hands on me, he was imparting into me the gift of faith. He was imparting into me the spiritual gift of faith. It was in that moment that the Lord allowed him to impart into me something that I would need that I didn't even realize that I didn't have. And so the spiritual gift of faith is um, found in 1 Corinthians 12 and verse 9. It says that some are given the gift of faith, uh, but that gift is not, it's not really explained. And so all believers have been given, you know, a, a measure of faith, um, and that's saving faith. You know, we've been given that measure to come to salvation, but not all believers are given the spiritual gift of faith. And so I believe in that moment that the Lord used Bishop Dunn to impart into me. I know that the Lord used Bishop Dunn to impart into me the gift of faith. What does that mean? For me, it meant that God allowed Bishop Dunn to be the mechanism by which, through, through the Holy Spirit, by which my faith was increased. Uh, there, there came after that several experiences uh, wherein I just had to trust God. Amen. It was, it was, it was. There were several experiences wherein I had to have a sure confidence in God's promises, in His power, and in His presence. There, there was, there was opportunities and moments wherein I had to have a solidified faith. And I know that it's because of the teachings of Bishop. It's because he uh, obeyed the Spirit of God and because he came down and imparted that gift into me that I was able to stand in those trying seasons. Um, I know that it's because of that gift of faith that, you know, I was able to believe God for our house 
um, that I was able to believe God uh, for our vehicles. The Lord just did so much there that I was able to believe God for healing even while I was there in Colorado. And so there were several instances wherein the Lord, um, you know, increased my faith. And I believe that impartation was made by Bishop Dunn. Uh, and, and God used him to to uh, groom and cultivate and elevate me in so many different ways. And so um, I just give God glory today for the life, um, the legacy, the ministry of such a great man of God. It reminds me of Numbers 27 and um, I believe it's verses 15 through 23 that talk about how um, Moses um, you know, when he was getting ready to, to, um, transition, uh, he had to pass the baton of leadership. You know, he, he had to pass that on to Joshua. And that scripture basically says that Moses did as the Lord commanded him. He took Joshua and had him stand before Eleazar, the priest and the whole assembly. And then he laid his hands on him and commissioned him as the Lord instructed through Moses. And so God instructed Moses to set Joshua aside and to lay hands on him and to impart some of his authority or honor into Joshua such that Joshua could better lead Israel. That impartation caused the Israelites to respond and obey Joshua's leadership. And I believe that that same spirit of leadership that rested upon Bishop Dunn and that same grace and that same measure of faith um, that he had was imparted into me that day and it forever changed my life. And so what am I saying to you as I prepare to uh, close here? I didn't mean to be this long, but what am I saying? Value those around you because you never know what the Holy Spirit would have them to impart into you for such a time as this. You may not understand, you know, why it's taking place now, but pray and ask God to give you those individuals who are full of faith and who are full of power and full of wisdom and full of the gifts of the spirit that they might impart into you such that you can be established. Pray and ask God for your Paul. Pray and ask God for your apostle Paul. God has given me so many opportunities to come across great leaders and great men of God who, um, I tell you, full of faith, full of wisdom, full of understanding. And I value that now more than ever before. I value those conversations, those rides to Denver with Bishop and uh, the many conversations about increased faith that we've had and how he'd say, uh, you know, uh, uh, you have a miracle in your mouth. You can have what you say. That is so true. The Lord has given me songs. Um, I remember one Sunday, uh, Bishop was preaching and he began to say, it's only a mountain because God has given us the faith and he's given us the power to speak to the mountain. And so he was minimizing the power of the mountain because of the power of our God. And so in that service, the Lord gave us a song that it's only a mountain. And, and I still sing that song to this day. It's only a mountain. You know, we, we, we can look at the situations that we face in our health and in our finances and in our family, and we can sing that it's only a mountain. God is so much bigger than what we're going through. God is so much bigger than what we can even uh, think that's bigger than us. He's, he's greater. And so what we have to understand as a people 
is that we should appreciate, we should value, we should take pride in the impartation of the Spirit. We should take pride and look forward to uh, the sharing of a gift. When God chooses someone to bestow a gift upon us by way of the Holy Spirit. So that's my challenge to you. Think on this. Think on who has God surrounded me with? Wherein I'm supposed to receive an impartation. Who has God placed in my circle that's supposed to impact me? Evaluate your circle. Evaluate who God has placed in your life. Evaluate who you're listening to. Evaluate who you gain your wisdom and your insight from. And value those relationships. Value that time. Call them. Let them pour into you. Receive all that you can receive because you never know when you're going to need it. You never know what God will do through that individual that will change your life. So I want you to be encouraged today to think on these things. Think about how you stand in the presence of those that God has placed you around. What is their purpose in your life? Do you know it? If you don't know it, figure it out. Pray and ask the Lord for the wisdom, the knowledge, and the understanding to be able to effectively do what he's called you to do. So whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are pure, Whatsoever things are honest and of good report. Think on these things. God bless you. And until next time, shalom.